0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to Mom Power week six. Thanks BJ. Turn it over to you.
1: Okay, Karen, thank you. My name is BJ. I get to assist Karen with these classes and help give you a little bit of information. And also I just watch over the chat to see if there's any questions or things we can bring up. And I just so grateful for Karen. Karen is the founder and director of Mothers Who Know. And this training, this Mom Power training is brought to you by, you know, we're sponsored by Mothers Who Know and Life Changing Services. And we just want you to know, in case you don't, we have lots of people that jump in here that are. New and are wondering what is this place? Who are these people? And we just want to give you a little bit of background information. So, Mothers Who Know is an online faith-filled gathering place for all women who are just wanting to support their self and their loved ones. As we all know, we're we're navigating common challenges of our time, and there's lots of them. And even though they're various challenges, you know, there are just some beautiful centering truths that are so helpful. And so we love to have this mothers who know this powerful place that as women, that we are, we can find connection and support and training. And also hope. One thing that we love about mothers who know is that there are a variety of groups and webinars and, and different trainings that are available and lot, almost all of them are free. And we're so grateful for that. That's something that's provided our our parent company, Life Changing Services. It has a lot to do with helping that to happen, and they are a team of Latter Day Saint therapists and professionals that provide gospel centered training and healing. And we just would like to point you to them if you feel like we're having a little, you know, some things that are challenging or difficult that we've tried to address and help from home, but we're needing a little bit of extra assistance. Just love to. Have you checked them out? They've been just a great support to us, and lots of us have. Um, probably many of you here are finding a lot of help with the services they provide. So that's LifeChangingServices.org is where you go to look for those. So this training, this Mom Power training that we're attending, and well, we're not attending the training is something that you can do as a self-paced training that you can do when it's convenient for you. you can listen to those eight lessons. Then this class today we call mom power live because we have live discussion about that training we can we can share insights or ask questions and then we get to learn a little bit more from karen about the lesson so today's lesson is lesson six there are eight lessons and then we have a bonus lesson on the end where we get to kind of see what it is to be able to join with the Team Mom Power groups. Lots of women are loving these principles and tools that they're learning, and it's been so meaningful to them to get to join in smaller groups. We call Team Mom Power groups that just get to keep going, keep, keep discussing, keep applying some of these principles that we're learning. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we go along, but just know those are available, and at any time, really, you can join with those groups. You just go to Team Mom Power training it'll, tell you when those are and a little bit more information on those. Today's lesson is lesson six. Its title is you're messing with the wrong mom. The idea is to talk about ways to overcome fear and then to move forward. The lesson talks about the chemical scale, how to use warrior chemistry. And I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit more from Karen on that. Just so that you know, this class called mom power life is a great class for all women. So if you have friends or other people that you feel like Oh, this would really benefit my sister or my neighbor, please feel free to share this information. You don't have to be a part of life-changing services or have a loved one participating there. So we would love for you to share that. It's it's just a great thing to share for all women. And then we also have a group called Warrior Mothers Who Know. This group of awesome women, it was originally started as a support for moms that had a child in the life-changing services in one of the programs. And just a safe place to ask questions that might be more sensitive. I know lots of times that when I had a child in the Sons of Helaman program, I felt like, oh, I had so many questions and things to ask that couldn't be asked to my friends and neighbors and even some of my family members. There was just some personal pieces that made it hard, but there were big questions and it was difficult. And so that group is just a great place for those kind of questions. And so that might be a little bit more sensitive. So just know that's available. You can always go to motherswhoknow.org and look under the support tab to find any of these things that I have mentioned. That one's called Warrior Mothers Who Know. So please just know that.
0: And I think that's all, Karen. We'll turn it back to you. Thanks, BJ. Oh, you know what? This lesson is titled, You're Messing with the Wrong Mom. And really, it's kind of a declaration to our enemy, the enemy of our souls. He wants to destroy our peace and He wants us to to not be aware of what's going on. But when we really know what's going on, we have so much more power. There's a piece in the book. Oh, it's not called Putting on the Armor of God. It's called Armed with Righteousness by Stephen A. Kramer. And it's in the preface of this book. And it's a great resource for you gals if you'd like to go check it out. The Like Dragons, Did They Fight book is so awesome. And I have just loved combining that book, Like Dragons, Did They Fight, with this book, Armed with Righteousness by Stephen A. Kramer. But this is what he says about how important it is for us to know what's really going on. He says, suppose you're in a foreign country, not being familiar with the customs you unintentionally offend someone. You are told that you must satisfy the offense in combat with a powerful opponent. You are then ushered into a room where you face a menacing giant with bulging muscles. The contest is not fair. You are also told that the combat will be in karate. Now you're terrified. Not only does your opponent have the advantage physically, but you don't know the first thing about karate. Incredibly, you are then told that you will not even be allowed to see your opponent during the, during the combat. The battle will take place only after you're blindfolded. This example suggests something of the odds between us and a powerful enemy, Satan. For as Elder M. Russell Ballard said, the devil is a dirty fighter and we must be aware of his tactics. And unless we learn to discern the presence of these attacks, it is as though we are fighting blindfolded. And when I was just kind of figuring out how to take this blindfold off, When I was just first learning these principles, I learned the principle of warrior chemistry because I'd learned hey, watch your thoughts. What does your truth sound like? What does it sound like when the spirit's speaking to you? Let's try to work on that judging, shaming, scared, just I'm not okay, what's wrong with me kind of thinking that you have and start replacing it with. This is what it sounds like in your head when you're aligned with the kind of things Heavenly Father would say about you. And try to defend that place. Like that's a huge piece of owning our personal battlefield. And then let's put some things into practice that are daily that you've known you're supposed to do all of your life but how about if we start combining prayers and writing and reading like a powerful journaling experience to receive personal revelation, Karen? How about you start doing those things so that you feel more connected to heaven's power and you're doing, you feel like you have help instead of not, instead of just making those three separate boxes, like say your prayers, check, read your scriptures, check, write in your journal, check. Now you're trying to combine those things and strategize about how do you win these mortal battles when you want to live in accordance to your values of wanting to live spiritual principles. And then when I thought, okay, and now I know, now I can see that there's a biochemical process going on inside of me that I did not know that the attacks from my enemy were so personal that he took advantage of my human experience. And whenever I was faced with any circumstance, I could get influenced so much because he knew her own brain, Karen's own brain is going to support just the little thought I float in there. It's going to go figure out where have I seen it before? Where have I felt this before? And how can I make myself feel better? I don't like these uncomfortable feelings. And so the very first time that I learned, well, what do you do with all those feelings? Because it's super important for us to know that if we know there are situations in our life where you can't just stop feelings, like that's just something that happens all day. You can't just stop thinking that's something that happens all day. But I can understand that the way I think and what I think, that determines the direction of how my feelings are going to grow. They can grow negatively or positively, and they'll just show up. They just show up. But if I understand that's a feeling and how to care for it, that's really awesome. But what was really fun to me was when I realized that if I combined my weakness with God's strength, what he'd given me, in my physical body with the chemistry that i could activate something on purpose with his help because when we're having strong feelings we don't usually feel like doing something awesome we usually feel like doing something tired or lazy or shutting our feelings off and um just trying to bear with things and still try to be a nice person. But when I realized I don't have to feel like this, there's something I can do on purpose that will help me to shift this chemistry, kind of like a neutralizer, because science has has proven that in this awesome body that Heavenly Father gave me, where there is weakness, he gave me weakness for a reason, so that I would come into him and be humble and learn that his grace is sufficient for me. And that if I fight with him and for him and pray and use my faith toward winning my own spiritual battles in this mortal physical world that he could help me and make weak things become strong. And one of the gifts he gave me was the ability with my body and my exertion, my intention, my purpose, and my agency to neutralize the feelings or the chemistry that was going on by choosing new thoughts By taking action and knowing why I was doing it. That was exciting to me. Warrior chemistry was huge. And when I learned that that was a real thing and that it really worked, I started thinking, you're messing with the wrong mom. I've learned so many things things about how personal this spiritual warfare, this biochemical process I'm facing and how important it is that I take a stand. In fact, there's a scripture. It's right in the right as you open the like dragons do they fight book. It's just right there really big and huge on one whole page. It says, but they fought for their lives and for their wives and for their children. Therefore they exerted themselves and like dragons did they fight. So I just wanted to point out therefore they exerted themselves they had to do something they they knew what they were fighting for even though they were up against a hopelessly larger army because of the fierceness the intention the ferocity that they exerted themselves with they were able to overcome an enemy much more experienced than them that maybe knew more more about the battle than them Because they exerted themselves and they were able to fight like dragons, like much more than they thought they could. In this lesson, I talk a lot about, if you were able to listen to the recording, I talk about. Captain Moroni and his great example of what he's done, what he does to overcome a mood battle. And so I invite you to go listen to that. I know for sure it's in the video recording. I'm pretty sure it's in the audio recording. I just want to give you an example quickly. And then I want to go back to that Mother's Day mood battle I had last week that I shared with you. And I want to just show you that Had I intentionally exerted myself, I could have had a glorious Mother's Day, no matter what anybody did. And that's cool to know, because oftentimes we just feel a victim to our lives and our circumstances. But because of the Spirit, God gave me a power and of love and of a sound mind and how I've been instructed to cheerfully do the things that lie in my power. And then with the utmost assurance, stand still and know that God's going to do his work, that he's coming. And my role is to support that. But since God didn't give me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind, I just think it's so incredible to know that I can't really show up in my power or stay in my place where I have power. I can't bring my love to my family in a genuine way without fear behind it. I can't be calm in my mind and in my heart in a loving place unless I can't. So I can't be powerful and I can't bring my love unless I have a sound mind. That's required. It's totally required. And so it was so huge. One day I came home from doing a really Huge church lady activity. We were done and we had worked, planned, implemented, and done this huge relief society doodah. It was quite a doodah. And my whole car was full of decorations. I just felt like I brought my whole house. And so not only had we just cleaned up after exerting all of our effort to get all that done for all those women, now I had this huge job to go in and clean up my house and replace all the things from my car into my house. So I knew that my son was at a youth activity. I knew that my daughter was home and my husband was home. And so I also, so I walked in and I was already in a mood battle, right? I was just feeling like, finally, we're done with that. That was hard. And that took a lot of effort. And I'm really exhausted. And I physically am hurting and want to get off these feet of mine. And I, I just really want to feel better. And so I'm so glad to be home and I'm going to go in the house. And then maybe I'll put this away tonight. Probably I'll do it in the morning. I was just trying to decide what to do. I walk in and. There in my home, you come in through the garage and enter in this little hall and then it opens up to the kitchen. And so right there, I could see that all the food was still out and all the dishes were in the sink and that it was not looking very nice. It kind of looked like another project. And I just thought, okay, you know what? We have this really cute chart right here like totally people know that on the even day, it's your turn to do the kitchen. And on the odd day, it's your turn to do the kitchen. And it was obvious to me by looking at those dishes, because getting this Relief Society thing done was just like, just ignore everything at home. Don't talk to anybody and get all this done over here and then come home. So because there was no you know, no atmosphere angel around to remind everybody about odd and even dates. There was nobody like that. The dishes had gone odd day, even day. I could just tell there's a lot more stuff going on in this kitchen than one day. And so my daughter was in her room doing what my daughter does in her room all by herself. And my husband was that was upstairs. My husband was downstairs in his man cave, doing what he does in his man cave. And all I could think was, why are people so mean to me? How come people can't do what I say? And I just can't face this. Like, Can't anybody be helpful to me? Like I started getting a really big mood battle and what showed up for me was a swear word in my mind as I sat at the kitchen table discussing with myself a lot about how come I can't have a girl cave? If my husband loved me, he would probably have noticed the kitchen getting that much big stuff in it and have either taken charge and done it himself or had the kids help him like I don't even think he loves me I just you know and then you know what will happen if I tell my daughter upstairs to come down and do her job today she'll say but what about only not all these are mine some of those are my brothers and then I just knew if you go and implement the plan there will be contention and I knew I wasn't in a place to manage contention I was feeling contention. And so what I ended up doing was sitting there having a lot of strong feelings growing. So I was highly in a spin. I was believing lots of lies. And I could only see as I sat there and thought that the people that were supposed to love me were my enemies. And I heard the swear word and it was hate. I hate them is what came in my mind. And you're not allowed to say hate at my house. It's like a swear word. You don't say you hate people. And so when I said, I hate them, I was like, what did I just say? I just said, I hate people. That's like a swear word. And that's when I awoke. You've been learning some cool stuff about taking the blindfold off. You've been learning there's only one enemy, that you shouldn't trust every voice in your head. You've been learning what your truth sounds like. You've been learning about what the battlefield is, your personal battlefield, and that there's a biochemical process going on. And this is called a spin and you're losing your mind. That's what's happening right now. You're losing your ability to think clearly and use your agency in a way that would support God's work. And so I knew there was warrior chemistry. And there were three things that I had identified personally that helped me to consider what warrior chemistry was. And one was, you really have to know your why. Why do you want to do something when you're feeling that bothered? Why would you do something anyway? And you really need to have your words. What words will you say that will be what's really true, that will say no? No, get thee behind me. What are you going to say about you, about anything. And then the most important thing I had learned is that you have to use your body. You have to, because that's the neutralizer. When you say, get up, you do something with this body. And I knew that it was as simple as, well, you could just do a power pose and you could put your chin up and your eyes up and your cheeks up. And that even without thinking good thoughts, tells my brain to have new chemistry go on. But I was really marinated right? I was in a marinated place of you. I just really hate these people. Yeah. I just really was having a hard time. And so I knew no one was coming because I knew they were doing their thing. And I knew once they could see I was home, nobody would come because that would mean they'd have to do something they didn't want to do. Right. And so I knew I was alone for as long as I wanted to be alone. And I thought, okay, what are you going to do? What's your why? And my why became, I will not give away my freedom. I will not let you steal my freedom and make me feel this way. Do things I don't want to do. Because am I sad? Yeah. Am I mad? Oh, yeah. Do I feel exhausted and overwhelmed? Yes, I do. But I thought, but the why became, I know who the real enemy is. And I know he's using this circumstance and putting a lot of meaning behind it to convince me to behave in a way that will cause other members of my family to see me as their enemy, our home as their enemy, and that it it was happening to me but i had power to do something and so i thought what will i do what could i do cuz i really just knew i i don't i don't want to be blindfolded anymore i'm so sick of just being pulled around by my emotions and reacting instead of responding with purpose. And so the very first time that I can recall saying, I'm going to use wire chemistry on purpose was that day at that table. And since then, I've, you know, done a lot more. That was several years ago. But I got up and I thought to myself, there's only one enemy. And my why is to crush the enemy and to fight for the things I love. Because right now, I hate. The things I love. And so I said, all right, if you want to fight about the dishes, we will fight about the dishes. But we're not going to fight about my kids or my husband. And I have power here to do something and so what I decided to do with my body was the dishes and of course when you open the dishwasher it's clear full and then there's all that stuff that you have to do and put in the dishwasher right and if it's been sitting there there's more work to get it rinsed off so there was plenty for me to do as I did that I remember thinking like really having the thought what are you going to do how are you going to do this? Because you're going to be, you're going to use the anger, the ferocity, the the protective place that comes from a place of love. I love these people. I do not hate these people. I love my freedom and I hate it when I give it away. And so I thought, what I'm going to do, I am going to take the handle of the dishwasher. And it was like this thing in my mind. I just thought like, open that thing up. Like, well, bam, open the dishwasher. And the whole time I'm like, I feel so silly. I'm not really sure what to do. And so I decided what I was going to do is every time I took a dish out of the dishwasher, so I didn't even got to the dirty part, I was just going to empty the dishwasher. But everything I took out of the dishwasher, I had to say words about who I was, who my family was, who that person was was, why I believed in them or cared about them, who they really were and what was really true. It took me 30 minutes to empty the dishwasher because I was, yeah, I was just saying what was really true. The very first thing I pulled out was a fork and I just held this fork up and I was kind of doing this thing and all I could say was, this is a fork. And then I put it in the drawer. But as I did that, I thought this is a fork and I am the mom. This is a fork. I'm the mom. And then I thought, who's the mom? Well, I'm Karen. Who's Karen? Karen is mom, right? It was just, but I thought I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to give up because I'm so sick of being spun like this and hating my life and myself and my people. And I need to hate the real enemy and see what the real battle is. And so academically, I'd learned all this stuff. But when I learned about warrior chemistry, it was like, you can get up and do stuff. And the truth tool wasn't a thing then, but it was just so cool for me to empty the dishwasher and everything that I put away, say why I left my husband what kind of man he was, who my kids were, and how, you know, I wasn't going to fight about the dishes, about them. I was going to fight, I was going to do the dishes for them. If you want to fight about dishes, I'll do the dishes all the time. Like, If that's what we're going to hear is that we hate people we love, we're just going to do the dishes all the time. And so by the time I was done emptying the dishwasher, just, just that part, I was ready to hug people. I was ready to, yeah, do anything that was aligned with my awesome true self and I was emotional, and I knew the Spirit had come in, and I was able to use the weakness that I had in my mortal girl experience and know that even though God gave me weakness, this, I had taken the opportunity to use my agency and to see what was really going on to then connect with Christ's power to help me be more than I can be right here by myself. And so it just became this incredible thing. It kind of reminded me of, remember Sister Joan's talk, an especially Noble Calling, where she talked about the primary children asking the prophet a question. And Pearl asks him, is being a prophet hard? And he said, yeah, it's hard." And then he, I just thought, I've thought of that so much. The Lord loves effort is what he taught us. And one of the examples he used was Mount Sinai and Moses. God could have just taken care of it and handed it to Moses, right? But instead, he wanted Moses to put forth effort so that he could then bless Moses, meet Moses in a way that, grew him, helped him. And the one thing I will read is just in the last thing I say is this quote by Sister Jones. And she says, he talked about practice and how we have to practice. And that if we do, we're able to climb mountains. We're able to show up for ourselves. We're able to do hard things and to do things that take effort. She says, President Nelson's response to these precious children extends to each one of us. The Lord loves effort and effort brings rewards. We keep practicing. We are always progressing as long as we are striving to follow the Lord. He doesn't expect perfection today. We keep climbing our personal Mount Sinai. As in times past, our journey does indeed take effort, hard work and study, but our commitment to progress brings eternal rewards. And I just want to express my gratitude that learning the things that we've been learning together here, as well as this cool principle of warrior chemistry aligns so well with applying the gospel into my life. It was incredible for me to know what to do to win a battle, what to do to neutralize all that chemistry and what that looked like. And it doesn't always look like that dishes and it matches whatever battle we're in. But just our awareness that when we get marinated to a point where we're losing our mind, there is a way to zero out, get back to the tree, to the zero on the scale. And we have power to do that. Anyway, I'm just so grateful for that and grateful that we know that, that God gave us these bodies to help us to help ourselves with his power To call down the powers of heaven, we don't just do that in our mind and thinking, where are you, God? Some of it is he he loves effort. He wants us to get up. He wants us to take advantage of what he's given us and know that in your own personal Mount Sinai, you have power to do something. And I... I'm going to bless you and meet you. My grace is sufficient to make weak things strong, but it's not just about praying and asking, praying and asking, praying and asking. It's about the faith or the work behind it all as well. So I love that principle of warrior chemistry. It's like putting faith into action that God is helping us. And so I'm going to meet him going up the mountain right now with this effort. I just would love to hear some of your takeaways some of your experiences, if you've been understanding or trying to understand and practice these principles that we've been learning, if you'd share some examples of what that might look like for you, standing for your truth and reclaiming your sound mind through warrior chemistry, or yeah, anything you'd like to share today about this experience that we're having and how important it is for us to know that when we can follow through with important things, we can be the crusher. Like you're messing with the wrong mom. I know thee now. So yeah, I'm going to stop talking now so you can fight about who's going to go first. But Yeah, we'd just love to hear your thoughts on this lesson or any of the stuff we've been learning. While you're thinking, I'm going to read you something, just little statements. Warrior chemistry is a very powerful, courageous, focused, committed state of mind. Warrior chemistry is purposeful, intentional, righteous, ferocity. Warrior chemistry is a deep spiritual response that causes a very physical reaction in the body. Warrior chemistry always comes from a place of love. Yeah. You're so awesome. Thank you.
2: Good morning, everybody. These are my favorite day because I have you guys helping me get the kids on the bus and you don't even know. And when you get kids on the bus, they never know where their backpack is. They never know where their shoes are. They need shoes again today, again today to get on the bus. This is new information every day. And I have to, And I need my lunch and I am mom, but you don't have to tell me. Why do you have to tell me every day? Like, Because every day at this time, you still don't have your shoes on, right? And I tried all the things and if we have shoes on. If I said, bus, could you run out the door? Like we've played games. We have, because yelling is not, you know, not appropriate, especially when they're not all my kids. And there's all these kids. They all have this comeback with aggression. I am ready. Like how dare, you know, they just have this thing. And I love them all. Like Karen said, I love them. I love their brains. I love their guts. I love their learning. I've seen them grow. So they are eight now. I've had them since they were three. So there's some attachment here to this. I know, you know, right? And so this morning it came to me as I'm listening and I'm starting to get frustrated because everybody's dragging their feet. They wanted to play a little bit longer. And it just came to me that how important it is that they see me as someone who supports them, even when they never have their shoes. So my job shifted slowly from you need to find your shoes. I always find your shoes and put them right here. <laughs> and I'll say, Hey, I found your shoes in the middle of the floor again. I'm going to put them over here by the door. And then I'll be like, Hey, your shoes are in the middle of the floor. Should you put them over by the door? And there's the bottles that you just can't win. Right? Like, I don't know. It's been, what did I say? Years. <laughs> they're still there. Like they're eight. They're still in the middle of the floor. And just one day, maybe they're going to know where their shoes are. But learning that I get to help them find their shoes every day. And I get to be like, you still need your mask on your face before you get on the bus. And there are ways of getting through the rules and and being able to parallel that with what I do in my life as an adult and recognizing some of those things and knowing that Satan really doesn't want us to have those connections. He wants to pick fights in every little moment that we start to feel peace and we start to feel like we have some kind of connection or any kind of grace. Right. Cause I could do the whole, we've been doing this five years. You still can't find your shoes. I'm such a failure. Or we have this awesome way of finding shoes every day. And we have this awesome way of getting ready to get on the bus. And since I've been listening to this call with my video off for the first half hour, usually, cause they're getting on the bus and I don't make you guys sick because you're in my pocket. I've really learned the value of having women around you who I can say that was really hard and have them go. Yeah, but we can be positive about it. Instead of, I know, aren't all kids brats or, you know, that whole scale of down and even, and then being able to be that warrior that doesn't allow that conversation with other moms. Like when they get in a spin, my kids don't love me. My kids don't listen to me to be able to say they do and you're strong and hold that line instead of sliding down that scale with them. Mine either. We still can't find our shoes and how valuable that is. to leave even come back to my kid and be able to stay at that line of, we have great kids that don't have shoes. And sometimes I'll even make it obvious when people are looking around and I can tell someone's about to be like, your kids don't have shoes. I'm like, I know, right? Do you know how to get kids to wear shoes? I don't know. So I'm just owning that because it is a big deal in my life. They don't, and they always look surprised. They're eight and 10 juice. I don't, and they start to panic like, oh no. (laughs) So it's just that level of maintaining that line of being around people who support me support this concept of being not the naggy wife or I'm not a wife, but the naggy woman, the naggy mom, the naggy, you know, whatever, but that we could do this better, but I'm going to smile because it's my job to hold the line. It's my job to see the good in everybody. When Satan, my perspective is the most nurturing on all levels for these this little group. And it's just been awesome to see their change in behavior. Cause now sometimes I'll be like, I think I might know where my shoes are. Every once in a great while, they'll say that <laughs> and it's just the yeah. win for so that level of brain. And then to celebrate the goodness all the time, instead of just worrying about if like you were saying with the dishes, they don't love me. It, it's a really awful way to measure love by people who don't understand or who are dealing with their own battles of chemistry. It'd be a really dark place here if I didn't have these concepts to dare step up every day because it's the same battle.
0: That was brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're on it. Thank you so much. I just wanted to say, yeah, this is great
3: lesson and ditto to everything that's been said, but I had an interesting experience this week because even though I kind of study all this stuff and do it more with my son and we talk about it as kids all the time, my husband isn't always as around or as involved. And I don't know if anyone else has this issue. We will literally get ready to pray or sometimes just pray. And then we're back into the negative and all this stuff. And I'm like, and we all look at each other like, didn't we just pray (laughs) (laughs) And so this week, I can't remember exactly what's happened, but we were all ready to pray. We were all kneeling and all of a sudden something had happened and we started talking about something and just the negative had come in. I'm like, we can't pray like this. So I turned to my husband, I said, hurry, quick, say something, say your testimony about something. And I said, and I started him off. I said, say, I know, (laughs) I can't even remember what he said, but after he said it, it came right back. And so it was just awesome because that atmosphere angel, it just took a moment for someone to recognize because otherwise the prayer, which sometimes I'm sure everyone understands this is just a prayer and it really wasn't effective. (laughs) So, but he, and I can't remember if it was a closing prayer or whatever, but either way, it was just awesome to see that, you know, I was kind of in my head and being like, say your truth say your truth. (laughs) And and whether he knew what he was doing or not, he was willing and he said it. And It kind of got us back in line. And then we were able to pray. And so just being aware, I just really loved what's being said. This is like my life. And this is real for me. This is exactly what I'm fighting for. And this is exactly what I struggle with. And it's the little moments that we just can't seem to get a hold of and figuring out how to get my own truth in there. And I thought it was beautiful to hear. I always hear people all the time talking about meditation and stuff. But sometimes meditation for me just brings. Brings and all the negative and all the things in my life that are crazy. And it's just like, how is that peaceful? So knowing, and I've always felt that, you know, for me, meditation has to be functional, I guess is the right word or active. And I loved the idea of taking little things and and saying my truth as I do it, because I've heard about things like that. And when they, but not in our religion way, let's just say it that way, it was in a different meditation way. And I was like, I don't get it, but this I get. And so I just want to say thank you. And saying your truth, even if it's a small truth, I saw it, this is a fork. I'm telling you, I think that'd work because there's just, something about saying something that's true that can't be denied and it kind of chases that darkness away so you can get to the next level of truth and um so i just want to say thank you and that's
4: it you girls are so cool okay karen you started off by saying i want to tell you what i should have done with my mother's day experience so i would love to hear here now like okay what would you have done differently yeah. to change that warrior chemistry inside you thanks for sharing your story about the dishwasher it just seemed how you went through that whole process It was it was very you taught us a lot with that. So thank you.
0: Yeah. All right. I'll just tell you really quick warrior chemistry isn't just something we use when we think I'm in a battle. It's something that we use on purpose to prepare for battles. That's something I learned after being more of a, oh I totally have been practicing this for a while. If I want to avoid getting in strong battles, then I use warrior chemistry on purpose, especially when I know I'm about ready to enter a field that's going to be kind of tricky for me. So I knew that about Mother's Day and I didn't follow through with with a good plan. And I could have, but one of the reasons I didn't is because I was already kind of numb and dumb, already kind of in a place of just kind of glad to be done with this week, this has been kind of a stretchy week for me. I'm, you know, just having what we deal with all the time. But because I've done this before on other Mother's Day, on my birthday, on days where I've made a big plan and and everybody else is acting like we hate your plan, you know, that kind of stuff. Like I know that's gonna show up. It helps me so much to just hold the line, like Miranda put it, for my truth first. So that I can see yours also so that I can see God helping me because there's no way I could be all brained in a situation where you're being like that on this very obvious day where you're supposed to be nice. So it helps me, first of all, to go back and look and write down. So what I did, I have it right here in this notebook, I just wrote down, what are the thoughts you were thinking yesterday on Mother's Day? So this is what I did before we had our meeting last week. What thoughts were you having? And I wrote them down. I was thinking, you know, no one is thinking of me. This is on my paper. My son and my daughter are duds. My husband is immature. (laughs) and needs to take charge of this. I was thinking, I need to stop being selfish. What is my problem? And then the very next thing, you just write down what you were thinking and you don't judge it, just write it down. The next thing was, how do those thoughts that I was just having make me feel? And they made me feel lonely, sad frustrated, judgmental, rude, hopeless. That's how that made me feel. Well, what did you do? What 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 was the action you took, Karen? Well, I ignored everybody. I just moved on. I stuffed all my feelings. I denied that I was having feelings. So then I just decided my result was I was disempowered. Then I thought, okay, let's do something intentional now. How about if you Say the thoughts you wish you were thinking on Mother's Day. What if you just choose those instead? This is what I wrote down. The thoughts I would feel is, I'm so grateful for my husband and his efforts. Look at these beautiful flowers that he got me. I am a mother, and I really love the opportunity I've had to be a mother. I'm so thankful for my children and for the joy that they bring into my life and for the things I'm learning about me being a when being a mom, how much I've grown. I've grown so much because I'm a mom. Then. How do those thoughts make you feel? That was the next question. This is a very whole brain thing to do. Well, I feel joy, peace, gratitude, spirit, happiness, and enduring, powerful action. And what would you act like if you were feeling like that? Well, I would probably send notes to them first. I would thank them for the opportunity I have to be their mom. I would probably hug them first. I would probably instigate connection with them. I wouldn't wait for them to come connect and serve me because I'd feel like, Oh my gosh, no matter what you do today, I just think you're cool. And I'm so glad that I get to be here today as a mom. This is my day to celebrate this opportunity. Like I would have totally shown up different. And then my result from that would have been confidence, clarity, and authentic, show up authentically in my truth. When I do that, it helps me to say, okay, you're going to just implement warrior chemistry on purpose. So I did this recently. My birthday's in April. And before anybody woke up, I made sure that I walked. I wrote a letter to God, thanking Him for my life and all the blessings I could think of that I had. Then I wrote, notes to all my siblings and my parents. I thank my parents for my birthday suit, for this incredible life that I have and everything that they've given me. And then I wrote a letter to each one of my children, you know, just little texts, little notes. So by the time I saw a real person on my birthday, I just thought I have the best life in the whole world. I'm so grateful. But that was me claiming that on purpose. I did that on purpose. And um, I did things with my body, with my words, with my why, and it just wouldn't have mattered. Like, when you do things in your truth with God connected to that and gratitude, it's too hard for Satan to just weasel in there. So I could have done that on Mother's Day and had a rocking Mother's Day, but I didn't.
4: Well, it was hard for you to do. You had to get up and, as I recall, you were making a salad at 530 in the morning. Right. I guess if you would have been game on, if you would have got up like, you know, 430 or 3, 3, 330 in the morning, right? Yeah, totally. You to kind of have to give yourself a break. Yeah by your experience and you sharing it with us, we've all We've all learned. And even having you share today what you did is awesome. And it kind of makes me think of didn't Wes,
0: when he presented that Stay
4: by the Tree, didn't he talk about one of
0: those, like those patterns,
4: like what you just described?
0: Yeah, he talked about noticing your feelings and naming them. And then after you name the feeling, think, well, how would I flip that feeling on its head? How would I choose the opposite feeling? And then once you've chosen the opposite feeling you'd rather have, you go find it. So it's, it's a tool called Notice It, Name It, Flip It, Find It. I like it. It's kind of a feelings tool, whereas the the uh, truth tool is kind of a thought tool. But I really like that. It's just like, how are I feeling? Um, I'm noticing it. I'm going to name that feeling. I'm going to flip it. Now I'm going to go try to find it. So it takes action and work and effort. So I didn't have to get up early in the morning to implement that plan. I could have said, hey guys, before we go, I need a minute. I need 30 minutes. Or I could have said, I could have asked my husband before we go, would it be okay if we all connected in a living room? And could we all just, you know, talk about this? Or could you share that? I could have asked him, told him what would help be helpful and what, what I would like to do, but connection, but First of all, I really needed to have a connection with God. I'm feeling weak, kind of off. And what I really want to feel is empowered and grateful and told him about it. Maybe, you know, just a little short, wrote about it and been able to shift my own energy and then ask my husband and kids to connect with me. Yeah, been more authentic and true about where I was at. That could have done the same thing. I
4: know, I know we need to go, but I was just going to say, as you were talking, it just makes me think the savior gives a very good example about that. Jesus Christ, when he goes and he departs and leaves for a little while and goes and prays and connects. So he probably has the, you know, what he needs to, to carry on as well. Obviously, He's a god, but I think he he sets a pattern of an example of that for us that we that we do we need that. So
0: all right, I'm gonna be quiet. Thanks for all you shared today. I love that. Thank you, Lynn. KPJ, you're on, friend. I want you to say some things over there. Read oh. us the highlight in the chat before we go.
1: When I think of this uh, lesson, I think of that scripture that talks about placing enmity between Satan and just all of us. You know the human family and how that enmity was made to work so that we had this strong opposition to Satan and his tactics and how, how he stated that he is going to use that enmity to cause a lot of problems, you know, he's going to take that little bit of truth and twist it, or he's going to try to. And I love just having that knowledge that when I feel angry or upset or things that want to cause division or lose the spirit, that, that I'm helping the wrong team, I'm helping the wrong coach, and that I... I love what Karen said about, I will not give away my freedom. You know, I just think what's really happening here and what am I going to do with these feelings and where are they coming from? You know, I'm going to use that enmity to have this strong opposition to things that are meant to, to take away freedoms and meant to cause misery. And I'm not going to use that tool in other ways. I'm going to just fight that. And I do sometimes. Sometimes I sometimes I use it in the wrong way. But just knowing that and trying to practice that and be aware of that is powerful. And I love this tool because I just think, how many times a day do we get caught in this battle? I mean, probably hundreds of having to make these kind of decisions. That's big. If we can make, if we can even win a few of those, that's a big change. That's huge. I love that. And I also love that movie that we've talked about before here. That's called war room. And so it'd be a fun one to look up if you haven't watched it lately, or if you haven't seen it at all, It's just a sweet story about a lady who just grabs on to these truths of what do I do with these strong emotions? How do I use this warrior chemistry? To, I love what Kim Davis says. She works with life changing services about the real battle being to keep the spirit. And this lady in this movie, War Room, is so, so beautifully does that with with a closet that she has that she makes into her war room and how to fight the battles that she faces. And I just think it ties really great to what Karen has shared. And I love, love how you shared that experience because we, That's so relatable. We can put that on a million situations. So just thank you for, thanks for what you shared. And thank you so much for the thoughts that were put in the chat. I can just share a few of those really quick before we go. These are just some statements from mom saying, you know, why do I keep fighting? Why do I keep caring and keep trying? And this is what a few of them said. I'm fighting for the ability to hear the spirit every day so I can strengthen my relationships with my family and the Lord. I will not give up because I know heavenly father is watching over me. And with his help, I can be who he wants me to be. I, this mom says I'm fighting so I can get back to my heavenly parents. I know the tools we gain here. I love the tools we gain here to help us be better moms and disciples of Christ. Another one I'm fighting to continue in the light and add more light to my life. The adversary tries to distinguish my light, but the spirit tells me my light matters. Enemy, beware. You are messing with the wrong mom. Another one. I fight because I love Heavenly Father. Every day there are challenges. I need him to help me face my challenges. I know he can help me succeed, that I will overcome anything I am faced with, with his help. He has proven that to me so many times. Here's another one. I fight to keep the negative away from my life so the spirit can guide me each day. I want my family to feel the spirit when they walk through my door. I fight because life is much better when I do. Not that my circumstances always change for the better, but my thoughts and feelings are elevated. The Savior really does ease heavy stuff.
0: Thanks, Karen. Thanks, BJ. So good. And I know we're out of time, but I have to read this. I keep thinking you can't not read that. So I just think, you know how we've been taught, hear him, like do what we can to receive personal revelation. And how do we hear, hear him and that our connection to our savior is so vital to our success. And that that also needs to be very personal. And it is so personal. He's proven how personal it is by the effort he went to, to be able to help us in our battles so that he could be with us no matter where we're at, no matter how ugly it is, no matter how scary it is. And, but he honors our agency and waits for us with our agency to hear him, to choose him. So it's such a big deal for us to know that the enemy's tactics are personal and that we can actually get in bondage without knowing. So as it relates to that, where we started today, that, you know, if we don't know about the adversary, it's like fighting with a blindfold on. And this is what the same book, Armed with Righteousness, or no, is that it? Anyway, the one where I read from before. Okay, even though Satan has a well-planned agenda, many people feel that if they ignore the reality of the devil and avoid thinking of him, they will somehow be protected From his influence, that was me. That's what I was raised thinking. Precisely, the opposite is true. It is difficult, if not impossible, to conquer an enemy we do not recognize, understand, or respect. The less we believe in Satan and the less we recognize his cunning devices, the more power he will have over us. Jesus said that knowledge of gospel truths can make us free in John 8 Thirty-two. In the same way, ignorance of Satan and his powers can make us slaves, captives, and prisoners of war, bound in his very chains of hell. And then in Second Nephi, uh, chapter fifteen, verse thirteen, he refers to this scripture that says, "My people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge." It's been awesome to notice that freedom comes with more insight into what's really going on.
5: Can okay, you on? So I just. Loved this. I, I've been thinking a lot about connecting with Heavenly Father and connecting with God. Then to have this lesson today, I felt like this is totally, this is totally how. And it just was so neat to me to because Satan's whole goal is to stop us from connecting with God, right? And all these examples, like when shared with the shoes and how you know Karen's example, like all your examples of how we stop it in the battle is just so inspiring to all of us because that is how we do it in the midst of the battle, connect with God and the power there that we get by being more than ourselves. And so I just like wanted to cheer everyone on and just thank everyone for being so inspiring because I think it's that whole key that this process and stopping this process is what does let us connect with God in our minds and helps us be better on a daily thing. And all those little things we're facing every day. And I just feel like that is the power of the atonement in work in progress in all of our lives. And it was really inspiring. So thank you. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. So grateful for all of your comments and your testimonies.
0: Thanks for being such a strength. such an awesome, yeah. Conduit of light illuminating so many awesome things today for everybody. Thanks everybody. Jay, love you gals. See you next week.